This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1543, the 2015 London Super Comic Convention. Welcome to the show. I'm Brian Christman. This past weekend, March 14th and 15th, uh, Brian Deemer, Adam Murdo, and myself attended the fourth annual London Super Comic Convention. In this episode, you'll uh, hear us talk about the show, both uh, before, during, and after, as well as we have a couple of interviews with some of the people who are setting up at the convention get their perspective on it. And speaking of conventions and travel, this episode of Comic Geek Speak is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Uh, this October, Geek Nation Tours is off to New York comic geek style. They'll be headed not only to the uber-awesome New York Comic Con, but also be exploring New York City through a geek's eyes. Tour participants will see the regular New York City tourist locations like Hell's Kitchen, Central Park, and Times Square, but they will even stop by the fictional dress of the Fantastic Four, uh, where Uncle Ben was shot, and even the Frick Museum, which was the inspiration for the Avengers Mansion, uh, the Daily Bugle, and much, much more. Uh, they even will be hitting a couple of comic book stores like Jay and Tom Bob's Secret Stash, as seen on Comic Book Men. Now, the tour is from Tuesday, October 6th to Monday, October 12th. All accommodations are included, all transfers, entry fee at the New York Comic Con, of course, top of the rock viewing area, a New York by foot tour, all taxes, Metro Pass, a welcome dinner, and which you never know who may appear at the welcome dinner, uh, Hell's Kitchen dinner, lunch at the downtown, a farewell dinner, free hotel Wi-Fi, and an exclusive Geek Nation Tours New York Comic Con bowling shirt. So go to geeknationtours.com to check out their tour of this year's New York Comic Con. And this episode is also brought to you by Scribd. Scribd like Netflix for comics. With a subscription, you'll get access to more than 10,000 comics from Marvel, IDW's Top Shelf, Valiant, Dynamite, Archie, and more. They're the only subscription service that gives you that variety for all for one monthly price. On top of that, you'll also get unlimited access to the huge library of ebooks and audiobooks, more than one million titles altogether, all available anytime, anywhere. Head over to scribd.com slash comic geek speak to get started with a free month. Even more importantly, Scribd makes sure you can find your way to comics and books you're going to love. They've got hundreds of collections curated by their team of editors, and as you read, they'll tailor recommendations for you based on other titles you've loved or not. Go to scribd.com slash comicgeekspeak right now, and they'll set you up with a free month to get started. That's 30 days of unlimited reading, and you'll be supporting this show, so it's a win-win situation. That's S-C-R-I-B-D dot com slash comic geek speak. All right. Well, let's get right into our talk about the London Super Comic Convention. All right. It's Friday night here, the night before the London, the fourth annual London Super Comic Convention. This is Brian. I'm here with... Adam Murdo. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. So you can actually call me Worldwide Pants since I'm actually now over <laughs> here. Worldwide Pants. That's right. Bite me, Guido. <laughs> Excellent. That is a Lettermanism, folks. It sure is. Very nice. Or an Alan Coulterism, I suppose. Well, I think he doesn't do that, those an announcement, but uh, that's not why you called. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, so we're here in London getting ready for... Uh, the uh, London Comic Con on uh, Saturday, and now Brian Deemer could not be with us right now. He actually is, he's in his own room right now, actually, because his um, yep, he's awaiting the arrival of his family, right? Who are probably winging their way over the Atlantic right now, actually, yeah, and, as we record this. And he's dead tired, so he's probably asleep right now. Oh, as we yes, he this. sleeps the sleep of the just right now, as I'm sure you too will, Brian. Yeah, hopefully. And I, weasel that I am, I, I just. <laughs> I slipped in in the middle of the afternoon when most of the work was finished. That's I'm, okay. I'm sorry I wasn't there to help with the oh, setup. No worries. Now, you uh, actually flew over a little early. You ended up going to Berlin for a couple Yeah, of yes. <laughs> a couple of friends of mine, an old friend of mine from high school, her name is Annie, and she and her husband are both uh, doctors of psychology, mm-hmm. and they have taken positions within the past six months. They've lived in Berlin for the last six months uh, working for the uh, Max Planck Institute over there. 
And uh, they gave me an open invitation to come and visit them sometime. You know, they're, they're a little bit lonely, a little bit homesick. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie's mother has already visited, uh, her sister also, I think. And I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm part of the first wave of people to come over and say hello. Okay. So I got to stay in their uh, lovely little townhouse uh, on the Hüningerstrasse on the outskirts of Berlin. And uh, uh, I stayed there for a few days. They showed me some of the sites, all the major photographical uh, Photographable landmarks, uh, the Brandenburg Gate, the Victory Column, uh, the Berlin Wall, the Reichstag building. Um, and I also got to eat several kinds of sausage. Okay. Which was a major prerequisite. Ooh, there was more kinds of sausage than one. What do I know? Many, many, many kinds, Brian. My <laughs> uh, goodness. Um, I had, um, was it, uh, I'm trying to remember from what, uh, the, from what city it comes from, but uh, uh, vice versa, it was white sausage. I had some of that, and also a uh, 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 Berlin street cuisine favorite, currywurst, which is sausage with a, kind of a spicy curry sauce, usually served with fries and just served you on a paper plate out of a, a street cart. Oh, okay. And we went to the Berlin Natural History Museum and saw lots of uh, dinosaur skeletons. Home of the world's largest mounted dinosaur skeleton, a 43-foot-tall Brachiosaurus. Oh, nice. So, yes, fun stuff happening there, and I'm very indebted to Annie and her husband Dave for putting me up for a couple of days. Got to experience the city of Berlin nation of Germany, something I've always, always wanted to do. And I got to kill two birds with one stone, and that I did that. And then I f- took a little connecting flight from uh, Tegel Airport in Berlin to Heathrow in London, and I'm here with you now to yes. do the convention. Live it in color. <laughs> did you happen to get a chance to look for any comic stores while you were over there, or get a feel of what the scene might be over in Berlin at all? Really did not. Yeah, I, I didn't I want know to... you have very limited time, yeah. now I understand. True, that. true. I was only there for a couple of days, and I was kind of dead on my feet for part of that. But yeah. you, know, you know, you oh, make the, yeah, the, the transatlantic line. flight, and there needs to be some recovery time allowed there. Yes. Um, and I didn't want Annie and Dave to be well, taken out of their way so that I could check out comic book shops. And not even Understandable. I, don't, I really have no idea what the, the, the comic scene is in Germany. That's your next time you go over there for your assignment. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's doable. Not assignment, though. It's all about the fun, right? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got to here into London on Thursday, and uh, today, Friday, we're doing setting up at the convention. We were there at 8 this morning and got out at 8 this evening. Uh, it's something a lot of folks don't get a chance to experience, and it's it's really interesting seeing a convention. You know, from you go into this huge hall and it's completely empty, and we have to set it up: tables, chairs, panel rooms, creator alley, um, cosplay area. You know, information booth. Just it's it's something, and it's quite exhausting. What I did most of today was um, after the setup got over was I was. Checking in exhibitors and creators, getting them their their badges and their their booth information. While Brian was sort of a, um, while we were setting up, he did a lot of the work as well as I did physically. But he was sort of doing problem solving today, like oh, my booth doesn't have the right number of tables and this kind of thing. So he was doing a lot, a lot of that stuff. So we uh, both have the manometer um, functions on our uh, iPhones, and I walked the equivalent of almost 11 miles today, and Brian walked about, I think, like 16 miles today, so boy, are our dogs tired. I imagine so. <laughs> now, roughly how many uh, people were on the convention setup staff? Oh, gosh, there might have, well, we there was, of course, an outside crew, but uh, people, people, volunteers for the show, there's probably about uh, 20, 20 people, and it was... Uh, just something, something, just a sight to see. I mean, let me just say that. By your hands was a convention created from nothing. Yes, and uh, when the show opens uh, on uh, Saturday, my uh, responsibility will be taking care of one of the aisles of Creator Alley, and actually the last one. And in my section are familiar names to some of our listeners, hopefully Jeremy Whitley, mm-hmm. uh, Action Lab Entertainment. Yes, uh, Dave Wachter, and J.K. Woodward. So I'll sort of be their liaison if they have any. Signings or panels, uh, watching the queues for autographs and uh, making sure people know when they're like on breaks or getting in water, that kind of stuff. It's just a That's pretty much your established job for all of these London conventions, right? Yes, yes. Make, make them feel quite at home. And, um, yeah, to take care of that, so that, that's something I'm very much looking forward to. I have a small shopping list, but uh, I don't think I'll do a whole lot of shopping because I'll be too busy um, doing that. But looking forward to Saturday night after the convention... 
because that's when the, they're having the first uh, charity auction here at the London Convention. And J.K. Woodward sort of spearheaded this idea. Mm-hmm. And it's an art auction. And uh, Sean Kelly is the auctioneer who's actually from uh, Storage Hunters. And uh, the money raised will uh, go to the American Cancer Society in uh, Jamie D's name. Which is a, a very, very nice thing. I, I can't tell you how pleased I am to, to be... I'll be helping out with that as well. And so, and maybe, maybe be bidding in that, and you never know. <laughs> yes, and um, you, you showed me samples of what the paddles are going to look like. The yes. Paddles. Yeah, it's the, the Jamie's Inventors logo, with they'll have numbers on them. And I, I've already put in a request to get paddle 52 from JK for that. So uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk post-auction with, uh, with JK at some point and see how much money they raise and mm. see if I want anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be talking to him tomorrow, probably. To thank him, number one, for putting all of this together. For yes. Me. And to see if I can maybe help out a little bit. Too, sure. As you will be. And actually, the CGS booth, which Adam will be wonderfully manning, uh, pretty, much, pretty much solo, is actually right across from, I believe, that J.K. Woodward's table. So actually, I'll, yeah. I'll be in the general area. Yeah, so. We just like, shout at each other. Yes. I shout at you. You shout at me. Well, if anybody stops, at me. Well, if anybody stops by and says, like, where's Pants? You just go, there he is. Right there. Get him. Spot the Pants. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be a little podcast alley. It's yes. Right outside one of the large panel rooms. It'll be us. It'll be uh, the Geek Syndicate. And a couple I of think Orbital ones. Comics podcast is going to be there. And oh, another one that's skipping my name right now. I'm skipping my, my memory right now. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll know them by the end of the week. Yes, yes, we will. So I know a lot of listeners are going to stop by and say hi to you. And uh, you even have <laughs> – tell me what you're, you're doing as far as the uh, barter system goes. Oh, yes, yes. A bit of uh, international commerce going on here. Um, one of our listeners, he goes by Jamfeb on the forums, um, uh, proposed to uh, exchange a genuine uh, microwavable haggis, like a pre-prepared haggis, um, from Scotland, uh, and a can of the national uh, Scottish soft drink, Urnbrew, in exchange for uh, a Hershey cookies and cream bar and uh, a can of Tab Cola. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't get my hands on a can of Tab because it's only regionally available and we're not fortunate enough to live in one of the regions where it is available. Uh, so I substituted something that I think was um, a more even trade for Urn Brew anyway. It's, it's a kind of a regional favorite for southeastern Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer in the can. Nice. Which I believe is uh, brewed and canned in Kutztown, VA, which is at the, yeah, the far east end of Berks County and not, not too many miles away from where we record CGS. Excellent. Um, oh, let's see. I guess this is somewhat counter-related. On the way over here on the flights, I uh, got to watch Birdman. Or the uh, unexpected virtue of ignorance. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, Michael Keaton from... You know, it does have some sort of a comic bent on it where uh, the character Michael Keaton plays used to play character Birdman in some movies back in the 90s. Sounds kind of familiar with Michael Keaton. Yes, yes, it does. And then uh, went on to do a, you know directing a broad directing and starring in a Broadway show, and the story is what happens before opening night and then actually on opening night. And it's I knew going into it was pretty much told um, with like one camera following everybody around, like very little cutting. I mean, there's some, but it looks like one continuous scene almost. Mm. Now again, watching watching on a plane and. I knew this going in, but the words that I loathe to read are, this film has been formatted to fit your screen. It's like, <laughs> But, hey, it was free, and I was a captive audience on the flight, because I can't sleep on airplanes, unfortunately. But, but try as I might. You can't squish the cinematic experience into the back of a seat. No, exactly. Without a few adjustments being made. So, but, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Uh, Michael Keaton was a... Outstanding performance. I love seeing Ed Norton in it. He's amazing as well. Emma Stone. All right. Gwen Stacy from the latest wave of Spider-Man. Yeah, so maybe I'll try to uh, rent that and watch it actually on my... Maybe like through Netflix or whatever and try to watch it. Giving its full widescreen glory in there. Well, as we were discussing over dinner tonight, uh, well, the two of us are flying back on the same plane via British Airways, which is the same airline on which you came in. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll be able to watch Birdman. There you go. Or The Unexpected Virtual Ignorance <laughs> myself. <laughs> I've been very curious about it. Yeah. And again, like I said, I was Captain Williams. I was right there. Um, now, actually, not on the flight, but from when I was at the airport in Philly, I listened to half of the first half of the second part of the Captain of the Shazam spotlight, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then on the, on the tube, 
from Heathrow to uh, the hotel and listen to the second half of, of part two. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it because it was three hour. It was a three hour marathon. Oh yes, yeah. we're trying to be as thorough as we can be. And, and I, I learned just a lot of stuff. I I was unaware of the fact that uh, some of those titles were published once every three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's and that's not even the peak of it. You know, yes. For a little while, uh, right at, in the early part of the next uh, spot that we'll do, we'll find that it actually, Captain Marvel Adventures was bumped up to bi-weekly. So like uh, yeah, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that that's really the hate. That's the peak. Yeah, because um, I, I know he was so popular. You now sold Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I know about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learning about Mary Marvel and the... Um, Lieutenants Marvel. I know, I think Chuck argued for a lieutenant. No, he, Chuck argued for that. He argued for, for Lieutenants Marvel. Right, but, but it, it was called at the time Lieutenant Marvels. That's right. And you, you explained that very eloquently mm-hmm. in that, why, why you do call that. Yeah, Bill Dowdy uh, gave some uh, helpful hints at the end of the episode. Absolutely, he did, and I'm very grateful to Bill for that. You went over the Monster Society of Evil. <laughs> yes. Now, actually, I, I know of the reprint you spoke of. Uh, I remember being at, I think it might have been Jim Henley's Universe I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, when they had copies of it there. And I looked at it, and I, I think at the time I didn't purchase it because it appeared to be, and if someone actually has a copy, please let me know if I'm wrong, that it was actually scanned from act, an actual comic and reprinted as such, as, as opposed to, you know, updated and so forth. Well, so, yeah, well, the trade was put together in 1989. Right. So, so, so I, I think I looked down my nose at it at that time and said, oh, no, that's yeah. too bad. I, just, I should have bought the, bought the damn thing at the time. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What were you thinking? No, I don't know. I was, I was, I was young and stupid. <laughs> yeah, you were thinking that you just didn't want to read a reprinted Golden Age comic in that format. Which actually really, now, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I love seeing those uh, reprinted like that. But, of course, you went through all the uh, archives to get most of your uh, oh, yeah, yeah. data there. I read them digitally. So. Oh, digitally as well, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still a very enjoyable episode. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, Mr. Banjo <laughs> showed up. <laughs> And it was also good, you know, And when Chris was on the episode, and sorry guys, I haven't seen Adam in a while, I don't want to talk about this, you know, giving his historical, because he's a historian, history oh, teacher, absolutely. putting some of the characters into the proper spotlight, like some of the Japanese characters, oh. some of the African American characters at the time, you know, they're sort of cringeworthy reading them today. Mm, extremely. Yes. Yeah, so Fawcett did not shy away from racial stereotypes in the first part of the Golden Age. Yeah. Also, it's fascinating learning about you know Fawcett and some of the people behind the scenes there. And I don't, I don't, now, is it Otto Binder? I always thought it was Otto Binder. Uh, it's almost certainly Binder. Okay. Because, well, his, his family came from Austria, I believe, so okay. the name should be pronounced by the rules of, of, of German. Okay. It would be a short I, Binder. Excellent. And I look, look very much forward to the future um, spotlights there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we've got more Captain Marvel this. in the works, and plus, uh, on the Marvel side of things, Fantastic Four and Daredevil they will be returning as we keep teasing everybody about exactly. that. Exactly. Research is being done as we speak. Yes. But since we, it's been a while since we've actually... Wow, I'm trying to think where the next studio recording is going to be. It's going to be quite a while to have a studio. Actually, there may be one, as you'll hear this, from Shane and... Well, uh, half the cast is a continent away. So. <laughs> that's correct. But... Uh, Anyway, just want to give you a little bit of flavor of the London Convention. We'll, we'll stop it every now and then at the chat. Um, hope we'll get Brian on to talk about it. And uh, maybe sure maybe a creator or two. And uh, cheers. <laughs> All right, we're just about ready to close down day one of the London Super Comic Convention. Wanted to chat to you for quite a while. I haven't seen you quite a while, Mr. Barry Nugent. <laughs> Come on! Oh yeah, you haven't seen me for a while, Pence. I just, I just love hearing the word Pence. Oh yeah. And I need Murd to say something because I love hearing Murd talk. <laughs> Murd will say something to gratify <laughs> Barry Nugent. He's just, I can't sound that cool. <laughs> yes, I really can. can't, and I, I try. One half, the better looking half of Geek Syndicate. Just, just to better everything, half of Geek Syndicate <laughs> is the best way to go. The corporeal half. I have it on good authority that Dave Monteith is nothing but a computer-generated image. <laughs> the problem is, is that you'll probably see Dave tomorrow, and he'll probably say exactly the same thing. But you've actually seen me physically now. Yes. So, you know, I'd, all I'll say with Dave is, make sure you walk around him completely, because if you just look at him from the side... He will disappear when you go behind, because that's the CGI. It's not quite sorted out yet. Fantastic. Now, unfortunately, because I was in the States, I couldn't watch it. But talk to me briefly about your show you had on the BBC. Well, what I will say is, if you go to a uh, 
I would say, I'll say YouTube. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh, so, I never thought um, of that. But some, some, <laughs> some kindly people have stuck the videos up on YouTube, so that's great. Um, yeah, we basically we did two films at the BBC. Um, still sounds a bit weird saying that out loud. Um, the first one was a, basically it was a documentary about about fandom, um, and they kind of interviewed lots of different fans and talked about cosplay and that sort of stuff. And Dave and I sort of top and tailed that. And, and, um, and then the second film was basically us travelling around the country to different events. Because what the British Film Institute were doing last year was um, it was, um, it was a celebration of sci-fi, and it was called Days of Fear and Wonder. So that so some of the things we did. The first thing we did was we went to see Flash Gordon at the British Museum. <laughs> um, before which we got to meet um, one of my heroes, which is Brian Blessed. Oh, so we we, nice. we interviewed Brian. So if you, if you get a chance to watch it, we interviewed Brian Blessed, um, and he got to say "Guns Alive" very very loudly, <laughs> at the top of his voice. To which three hundred people turned around. It was a bit a bit daunting. To say, you know, <laughs> a bit like last year in the hurricane, which is what I keep saying about Brian Blessed. Um, and then we got to see 2001 AD, which is where I kind of admitted that I've never seen 2001 AD before. Um, but we saw that place where they had a huge. I think it's one of the biggest telescopes in, it used to be one of the biggest, sorry, satellite dishes in the world, um, which was Dreadwall Bank, um, which was amazing, because what they did was they projected the eye of um, how, okay. they projected the red light onto the, um, onto the dish, um, so it was really, really surreal, and then we went down to the, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Eden Project, I have not, it was no. basically no, a, a kind of self-sustained, like geodesic domes and all sorts, but it was inspired by Silent Running. Oh, okay. And and they were showing Silent Running there. So we went to sort of see that. So, yeah, we kind of just did a tour around the sort of oh, UK. Right, right. Um, I'll go to YouTube and find that out now. Yeah. Obviously, I, I didn't I didn't say that. We oh, didn't, we no, didn't no, have, we, we, we don't encourage that kind no, of behavior. No, I certainly don't. <laughs> I certainly don't. Um, so, yeah, it was. It was an amazing experience. And um, fingers crossed we may get to do it again. Wonderful. Well, good to see you again, Barry. Thanks, Hopefully Pat. we'll see your, your other half tomorrow. The less... Yes, it's the Red King conundrum. Who has dreamed who? I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> wow. And if we don't, Dave will tell us tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Dave, Dave will tell him in a lot more detail and a lot more, like, just mumbling and flapping about. You don't even know what flapping means, do you? Um, not specifically, but I can suss it out by context. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're talking about Dave. Yeah. Very good. They're going to close us down, kick us out in just a minute, but Barry, very good to see you again. You too, guys, and congratulations, 10 years. Happy yes. birthday. Thank you very much. I won't sing happy birthday, we'll just because well, we don't get sued. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just to see my dear. Very good. You'll be celebrating that milestone yourself before too much longer. And the way we're going with Dave, uh, you know, creative differences, you know. <laughs> Frickin' frack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Barry. Barry, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. All right. It's now Sunday morning here at the London Super Comic Convention Day 2. It's just opened the doors at 9.30 for the event ticket holders. I'm here with Adam and with Mr. J.K. Woodward. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How was your uh, evening? You, you have lost your voice, I understand. I uh, pretty much lost my voice. This is the Sunday voice, Sunday con voice. <laughs> your, your, your husky voice. There. Yes. Uh, it's manly. <laughs> Well, last night uh, at the hotel bar was the uh, American Camp Society charity auction, charity art auction, uh, that Mr. Jake organized uh, to uh, raise money in uh, Jamie's name. So, um, how did that go from your perspective, sir? Went very well. I was sort of backstage the whole time, just listening to it, but um, it got pretty exciting there for a while. Yeah. Um, the tally's not totally in. Um, as I said, there's a couple people that are paying today, mm -hmm. but it, we're well over um, 35 now. That's pounds. Right, 3,500 pounds. we yes. got at least another 1,000 coming throughout the day. And once we do a final tally, I'm expecting like probably four to 45 pounds, which is about $6,000, dollars Yeah. yeah. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a success for our first auction, and I'm hoping we can do it again next year. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like at least four times as big next year. If I had more time, now we, we made all yes. the mistakes. We've done all the, right. you know, mm -hmm. the dry run. So, again, there. this was all pretty much your idea. Yeah. Mm. It started with... I want to donate maybe half an issue or something from Star Trek. Maybe we could auction it off. And I figured, well, it's going to be a pretty lame auction if it's just me. So <laughs> I spoke to John about talking to all the attendees here. And I, I called up all my friends, you know, 
like uh, Mitch Garads and, and Gabriel Hardman and stuff and see what they could pitch in. And pretty soon we had like over 40 pieces of art and it was an auction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I think that the winner, the winning, the highest bidded piece of the night was your uh, alternate cover to Star Trek Planet of the Apes uh, oh, yes. issue five with yeah. uh, a um, ape with a bat left. Yeah, the, the Klingon weapon. That's correct. Over uh, the prostrate body of James Kirk. That's correct. <laughs> I went for, I believe, 700 pounds, which is yeah. over $1,000 yes, US. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So that was, that was wonderful. That was the jewel of the auction, as I, yes. I figured it would be. I was backstage on okay. <laughs> Yeah. There was, some, there was some really good bidding going on. Now, actually, it was all filmed uh, by Sean Kelly of the Storage... Hunter, Hunter, oh, right. yes. yeah. He's a professional auctioneer, and he's on TV for it. Yes. He's a bald guy on TV. Yeah, exactly. Guys, and uh, he did a very good job getting the auction going. We Absolutely. We nailed those yeah. pieces out in just about a little over an hour. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought we were going to be there a lot longer. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, once it started flowing, it went fast. Oh, yeah. That's... And it was, it was exciting. I wish I could have been out there. I wanted to proxy bid on a few things, but <laughs> I kept sending poor Murd out there to bid for all my friends and stuff. It was kind of a rush, honestly, yeah. bidding with other people's money. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I actually proxy won something for somebody. Yep. Nice. Oh, yeah, what was that one? The... I don't remember. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure they will remember. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it, it oh, actually, I, I won it, it for that the... person for less than he was willing to bid. That was for Scott Tipton. Writer of um, oh, the, oh, the Star Trek, uh, Planet of the Apes, things, Apes among yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted uh, Rachel Stott, the artist, donated uh, her own piece. Oh, and it was a beautiful piece of Kirk on horseback with, yes. with uh, um, uh, Taylor and the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he was willing to pay up to three hundred dollars for that, and I think you got it for half. Yeah, well, <laughs> less than that. Actually, I think it was like one hundred and ten something. When the pounds up? In, in, oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> getting that unfavorable conversion rate. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you again for getting organized. It was yeah, wonderful sure. doing that in Jamie's name. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Very thank nice. Same yeah. time next year. Right? Uh, we'll we'll be here. <laughs> it's a date. Uh, All right. Real quick, um, how has your first day been here at this convention? Incredible. I sold um, some original art. I sold out of a couple of prints, and I have no more books left. You sold all of your books. This was the awesome. Edge of Forever? Sitting on the Edge of Forever, yeah, the hardcovers. Mm-hmm. I brought 20 copies with me, and they went in like, like half the day yesterday. Wow. Yeah. This con's awesome. Isn't it, though? <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, I just, it's just so comic-centric, so many fervent yeah. fans here. It's, I've just witnessed it. It's been wonderful. We've had a lot of folks stop by even talking to us, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Oh, yes. And should be mentioned that of the, uh, the really impressive total we got from the auction last night, 15 pounds of that came from just random free will donations. Of oh, that's cool. People stopping by our booth yesterday. So thanks to those people who chipped in. We had a celebrity buyer, too, but he's not a celebrity in the U.S., well, so I didn't know Jonathan who Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the electronic cigar. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's written a few comics in the U.S. So apparently oh, really? he was a presenter on the BBC for a number of years, so he's better oh. known over here. He also yeah, hosts a chat show. Yeah. Yes, of course. Is, <laughs> my friends were telling me he's like Letterman here or something. Mm. Well, now, let's not get ahead All of right. ourselves here. <laughs> there is no Letterman but the true one and only. You shall anyway. have no Letterman before him. That's correct. <laughs> Anyway, so and Pence is his prophet. <laughs> very good first day. It's actually the Ides of March today, so beware the Ides oh. of March. It's also Mother's Day here in the UK, which is different than that. the United mm-hmm. States Mother's Day. I Mother's actually day. did three Mother's Day commissions yesterday. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if their mom's going to really like Captain America, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, J.K., I'll let you save your voice for the rest of the day. Uh, Again, thank sir. you for everything, sir. Sure thing. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right, it's still Sunday morning, as I be worthy. Eyes of March. Yep. Also, Happy Mother's Day. It is Mothering Sunday here. Same and in I, the U.S. No, it's two months later in May. Ah, actually. right. Okay, so we're all here at the Comic Con, spending our money thinking of our mothers. Yes. And who might you be again, sir? Uh, I'm Eamon Clark. Yeah. Doctor Eamon Clark. Doctor Eamon Clark. Caliban on the forums, and good morning to you, Brian. Good morning. Are you well? I, I am well. I'm, I'm excited for what today brings today. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yes, got a couple of things I want to do. I'm standing here in line to get Charlie Adlard's signature. You're standing here in the queue. In the queue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got this um, book I'm working on collecting 2000 AD signatures for a charity auction, which is also for cancer research. So 
He's the last signature I plan to get today. I got a whole load yesterday, and that will go up on eBay at some point. Excellent. Uh, along with a few other pieces. And last night at the auction, we had some great fun. Yes. Charity auction arranged by J.K. Woodward. Absolutely delightful. And you actually want to be the last piece of the auction. I bought the last piece of the auction more because I got caught up in the excitement than anything else. Um, it's a page by Mark Lamin from Splinter Cell. I'm not familiar with it at all. It was a nice-looking page. It is a nice-looking page, and it will also be going up on eBay at some point, for, again, for charity auction uh, for Cancer Research UK. So that print will have earned money for the American Cancer Society and for Cancer Research UK. Brilliant. And I will post a link to the eBay auction on, uh, Comic Geeks, on the Comic Forums, and it will include free shipping, including to the U.S., if anybody wants to bid on it. Very nice. So uh, look out for that on the, uh, the comic forums. Yeah. And later on, we've got a panel to go to, I gather. Well, I'll be at the panel. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, there's our, our Comic Geek Speed 10th anniversary panel today yep. at, uh, at half 12. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, very good. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to some London-themed Muddle the Murd questions Ooh. I brought along for Adam. Excellent. And apart from that, having a great time at the my fourth London Super Comic Con. Um, got lots of good signings yesterday. Spent a little bit of money on original art. Uh, great stuff. Very good. Well, again, thank you for all you do for us on the on the show on the forum, helping out and pitching in and giving your ideas. And uh... well, thank you for ten years of entertainment oh. uh, and for keeping you know keeping the fires burning. Keeping whoa, 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 there's in- a fire burning somewhere? <laughs> keeping us all interested in comics, uh, getting us some great creator interviews. Yeah, lovely stuff. Excellent. Ten years, well done, and many, many more. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, the right use of it there? That sounds very good to me. Yeah, cheers, mate. I'm not okay. quite sure how I find Yeah, something like, uh, I don't know. Hey, you guys. <laughs> all right, Emil, take care. Okay, talk to you later. All right. All right. Well, we've we've had our post-con dinner, and we're headed back to the hotel. We've got quite a walk ahead of us, so I think we do a little recording. I'm, I'm talking to my hand, and uh, who is uh, this young? Who is this young whippersnapper standing next to us here? What, what is your name, citizen? Oh, hello. Uh, this is Dave Wachter. Citizen Dave, did you catch that reference there? Uh, yeah, I caught it. Good job. You were lobbing it, so it was easy to catch. <laughs> So this was this was your first time at the London Convention. How was your? This is what everybody asks. How was your convention, sir? Oh, it was fantastic. I was really blown away with uh, um, just how active and, and how busy and and how great the um, all the fans and attendees and everything were. I didn't get to sit, actually go around the con very much. I was so busy the whole time. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just uh, the first day I cleared off almost everything that was on my table. Uh, so and everybody was just kind of awesome. Um, in a way that maybe I didn't expect, but uh, it was great. Yeah, I can't. I have n- no complaints. That's nice. Yeah, a, a lot of the first-time attendees we've talked to over the years, especially like the folks from America, said, "Oh, I, I, I didn't bring enough." You know, did you, did you have that feeling at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was restricted by whatever I could get onto the plane. So, uh, you know, they have weight restrictions with their uh, with uh, with the luggage. So, I brought as many books as I could and. Uh, as many prints and some original art and all that. And, uh, yeah, the books were gone by the first day in the afternoon. And the prints were selling like crazy, too. And I, uh, and I, c- I couldn't sketch fast enough, which is, well, that's par for the course. I can never sketch fast enough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't keep up. It was fantastic. Wonderful. And now you're going to spend a little time uh, touring London the next day or two, correct? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to be here until uh, Saturday morning. So I'm going oh, to spend uh, nice. yeah, I'm going to spend like the next five days. I got a place uh, in town through Airbnb, pretty cheap. That's right in the heart of everything. So I'm going to be just tooling around London, seeing all the sites that uh, all the um, uh, detective shows from uh, PBS and BBC uh, always oh, go nice. to, maybe or. You know, see some cool art and uh, go to the British Museum and see some of the, the plundered things from the, around the world. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you had a good time, Dave. Uh, enjoy the rest of your trip here. Very, very good to see another familiar face over here in London. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys uh, having me out here. And uh, I definitely 
Schedules permitting, this is definitely going to be at the top of my list for shows that I want to do next year. Wonderful. We love hearing that, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Murd. So, um, yeah, another successful convention, and uh, let's see if we can capture the Deemers there, because we want to, they're ahead of us, they're there, because, oh, look, we're doing a silly walk now. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's, well, Dave's doing a silly walk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a successful con. We wrapped up. We actually had our panel today. The CGS anniversary panel. I think that went, Merg. I think it went extremely well. It was you know, a little better attended than I was expecting it to be. And uh, we just uh, you know, did our usual you know, brief self-description and just launched and just threw it right out to the audience. And they were very willing. They were game to participate. Asked us lots of questions. And then eventually we asked them some questions as we had a few prizes to give away. So I whipped out some trivia questions and asked them of members of the audience. And uh, everybody had a, a good time, I think. Very good. Now, actually, we didn't record the podcast. I thought I'm, I'm sorry, the podcast, the uh, panel, and I thought it might have been recorded by the con, but I don't believe it was. But there was somebody who did a had a recorder on a table. Hopefully, it'll, it'll be online at some point. Yep, it's a, a British podcaster. Unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the, of the podcast. I think it was like Al Comics Anonymous. Yeah, that so might be that. it. That might be it. Yep, so he, he set up a microphone on the table and asked us to read a little intro for a blurb for him, and he went ahead and recorded. He says he's been listening to us for a few months now, and he's uh, plunged into producing a comics podcast of his own. So more power to him. Brilliant. All right, well, now I'm going to wander over Mr. Brian Deemer. Oh, brother. <laughs> How you doing, Pants? I'm doing quite well. Um, what was your overall impression of the convention this year? This is our fourth time coming out here, you and I, working the convention. It was amazing. It was busier than it's ever been. It was bigger than it's ever been. I mean, it's just a, it was a great success. Yes, and now you had the unfortunate duty of hanging out most of the weekend with, um, what's the guy? He's like, two of repeat each other, like Jay something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, being an asshole. <laughs> it was John Romita Jr. We, uh, I was working in the section that had John Romita, Klaus Jansen, Bill Sienkiewicz, Art Adams, Brian Boland. Yeah, Art, it was Ed McGinnis, Ed McGinnis, Combine. Yeah, and uh, it was a, you know, it was a nice section. <laughs> Not you, a bad you, place to be. You struggled through, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did. I was, uh, you know, Art Adams and Joyce Chin were there, and uh, their daughter was there. She's only four, and so you know, of course, she was a little bored at some time. So we were running around playing games together, <laughs> and. Uh, at one point, she was, like, hanging on the pockets on my jeans. And I was like, okay, I don't really want my pockets to rip off, so you're going to have to stop that now. But, you know, it was fun. I mean, I, having daughters of my own, I understand. So that was cool. Well, yeah, everything seemed to go well from, from my limited perspective. Uh, we had a decent breakdown of the show, and now we're, like, heading back to the hotel. Uh, Murd and I actually fly out tomorrow, but you're hanging around uh, the U.K. a little longer. Yeah, we're uh, we are heading up to we, Scotland. Yeah, Tasha and the kids are here, and we're heading up to Scotland, and uh, it'll be a good time. I, I'm jealous. I, w- I wanted to hang out after the con and do some more travel. with this one in the car this year, maybe next year. So I, I as always, and people tell us of your travel skills, sir. Well, you just have to, when you have an opportunity like this, you got to make yeah, the most yeah, of it, you're right? right? You're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah, there's nothing I've learned in the last year. It's like, yeah, make most of your opportunities. Like, I'm already here, so I'm not just going to get on a plane and fly back home. I'm going to see some things, you know? Yes. Well, I oh, there's, there's the detritus of the, uh, of oh, the convention. Oh, are using a murd word. Listen, some of us also have reasonably large vocabularies. <laughs> Dog, cat, tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, wonderful convention experience. Um, we'll have our shout-out list later on where it has that with him. Um, happy to see you again in another foreign land working with a convention with you. Much, much pleasure, and uh, hope you have an enjoyable rest of your trip. Well, I hope so, too. Thank you. And uh, next year, you know, it's going to be our fifth anniversary for the London Convention, so anybody, certainly anybody in the U.K., anybody in Western Europe, if you're a comic book fan, this really is a fantastic comic convention, mm-hmm. and the key word being comic, yes. because we have no video games, we have no movies, we have nothing. We have we had 128 artist alley booths. Is that what I think the final total well, was? 128. Because yeah, there were there were seven aisles last year. Yeah. Nine aisles this year. And then we had all the spotlight creators, right, the people right. we just mentioned, and 
that's a lot. That's a big artist alley. Yes, it is. You know, it really is awesome. Uh, and it, it's and then they got a lot of cosplay people because they've oh, really yeah. been promoting that heavily. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a it is a really really fun convention. If we even if we weren't organizers of this convention, if we were just going to this convention, it would be easily in the top three, yeah, right? I mean, it's, right it's, up our alley, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I really think you should uh, make an effort to come on out, and I'm sure it's going to be even more awesome next year for the fifth yeah, year anniversary. We don't have the exact plans yet, but obviously when we know them, we'll let you know. But you hear rumblings, hopefully it'll be uh, worth your while to come across the pond if you're in the States. All right, well, we're almost at the end of the XL Center. We, t- we talk from one end to the other, yeah. the walking here. And it is quite a walk at the XL Center. But uh, we'll wrap it up for now, and uh, see you soon. All right, uh, we're now back in our room. Well, Mert and I are back in our, our, our room. Um, after another successful con, as you heard. And now it's time for the uh, shout-out list. Mert, why don't you... Uh, Take over, and I will interject when I can. All right. Because since you were, um, since you were mostly at the booth all weekend, because um, I was working the cause, Brian was working the cause. But my um, aisle of, um, I was governing, if you were watching over, right. was right across from the podcaster. So I was stopping by as many times as I could to, to bother Murd and got my ask my water. And to, if I saw anybody at your table you're talking to, I just combined say you know and butt in and say, oh look at me on pants, love me, love me. Yep, and quite a few people appreciated that too. Oh really? They, they oh, that, that's nice. As many of us as were available. That's nice. So let's just say if you're the, you're the governor, I'm like the head ambassador. Okay. At the uh, CTS Land Embassy. <laughs> do we have diplomatic immunity? I, I should think that we do. Oh, nice. Yes, but we, we were called up. Well, a, a treaty was uh, invoked recently. Um, I'm just trying to keep it equidistant between the two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so from the um, yeah, our, our treaty with the uh, Los Coco uh, uh, Principality. <laughs> Yeah, so we have di- diplomatic immunity as long as we keep on you know, slaving to uh, <laughs> maintain the Republic of Los Coco. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, um, so shout-out list. Um, the first shout-out will go to our uh, comrades in podcasting, uh, Barry Nugent of uh, Geek Syndicate. Yes, and actually, who you heard earlier in the episode, I for- yeah, should have mentioned that. Unfortunately, David Monteith, the other half, did not make it to the convention on Sunday. I was looking forward to seeing him again. I qu- Hopefully, he's listening, because I had a question for you, David. I saw... You were going to be doing a, some sort of production with Fraser Hines uh, from Doctor Who some time ago. I saw that come across Facebook. I wonder what happened with that. I think it might have been called The Godfather, I think, or something along those lines. Hmm. I haven't heard anything about it. I uh, don't know if it's happened or hasn't happened. So drop me a line. Or anybody out there in the U.K. who knows better than I what's going on. Although I thought it might have been an online presence. Now I'm babbling. Continue on. Now, just so you're aware, Dave, there's a lady named Faint Dreams who is in a sort of uh, Harley Quinn costume who says she's going to give you quite a forceful slap next time she sees you. Oh, because oh. you were not there. Dr. Lars. Yes. In fact, Barry has accused you of being fictional. <laughs> so how do you answer these charges, Mr. Monteith? <laughs> All right, and then in the table right next to ours, we're with uh, Gavin and Dan of the Psychic Cast, another British-based podcast. Psychic or sidekick? Psychic. What's psychic? Uh, I think that's what they were saying. I'm uh, sorry, I thought it was sidekick. Well, you keep talking while I check my notes. Well, you go ahead and do that because I might be wrong. So sometimes the uh, the local accents are a little difficult for us to understand. Uh, but anyway, they're uh, two very nice guys, and uh, they didn't stay all that long today. But uh, they were here all day on uh, on Saturday, and uh, I bought a T-shirt from them. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah, it's in one of their Iceberg Lounge T-shirts. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a very, very good Art Deco kind of design. I liked it. Bought it. Cool. So, and so thanks to Gavin and Dan for keeping me company during some of the slow stretches this weekend. Okay. Oh, and may I interject? You may, of course. That, uh, did anybody inquire at our booth about why we didn't have anything really to sell? No, no, no. Okay, well, that's did. good. Well, as you know, it's tough to bring a lot of over from from the unit from the U.S. to yeah. to sell. Yeah, but instead we brought along some uh, Jamie D. Memorial buttons and wristbands, and, and gave away quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not uh, no money expected. Although several people did give free will donations to the American Cancer Society charity initiative we had going on this weekend, and we thank everyone who did that. Yes. Oh, and as far as that goes, uh, we got a further clarification. Count there might have been some misadding up, but I believe the total was approximately more like forty two hundred pounds. I think I might have said before right, forty five. From, from the art auction. All right, all right from the for your art auction for for. Uh, American Cancer Society, but uh, so again, raised about forty two hundred dollars in Jamie's name for the American Cancer Society. Well, it was pounds, right? Four, forty. Yeah, oh boy, I'm so loopy. Yeah, forty two hundred pounds. 
It's it's the end of a long weekend, folks. I think it might have been the Sidekick podcast, but anyway. Continue on. I'm sorry. I, I'm always sorry to interject with you. No, 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 no. It's, there, there are two of us here. There are two of us can speak, if, if so desired. Nice. Uh, so, Eamon Clark, then. Caliban in the forest. Dr. Eamon Clark, Dr. who actually Eamon I spoke Clark. to when he was in the queue for Charlie Adler uh, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, man of medicine. He was the first of our listeners to come and uh, pay his respects this weekend. And we saw a lot of Eamon this weekend. He was he was there at the auction last night, went to the, the Fox, the bar at the far end of the convention center with us. And uh, he was there at our panel today. In front row. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he had some visual muddle-the-bird questions. And uh, he successfully muddled me. And... Um, he was the recipient of a uh, DC Comics uh, supervillains visual guide, nice hardcover edition that we happen to have with us. So congratulations there, Eamon. Thank you for all your kindnesses, uh, the many different kinds of kindness you've shown us both this weekend and throughout CGS's history. Um, then uh, a gentleman named Colin stopped by. Uh, he was the first to make a free will donation to the Jamie Fund, so thank you, Colin. Uh, then a couple named Peter and Jennifer who came down from Edinburgh. And they brought gifts of sweets, like <laughs> Scottish sweetmeats, you know, lo- local Edinburgh favorites. Uh, so they were chocolate-covered tea biscuits and caramel wafers and uh, uh, boiling iron drops, which are kind of like fizzy orange-flavored things. And uh, there were some shortbread cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be having those probably maybe tomorrow morning for breakfast or before we – I'll have them tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, we sort of divvied them up between the three yes, of us, yes, uh, Hans and Brian and I. And uh, so Brian and his wife and daughters will have some uh, Scottish treats to enjoy during their trip through Scotland. If they're good. (laughs) Probably either way. Yeah, they'll be good. (laughs) I have faith in Clara and Hazel. Uh, So thank you very much, Peter and Jennifer, for feeding us. They were delicious. I've uh, put aside my fair share in my suitcase, and I'll be enjoying them for days to come. And they sustained me during the convention, actually. (laughs) And Jennifer thinks that uh, pants sounds like Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Yes, yes. Hi ho! <laughs> you and John Suntress, Jennifer. Yes. All <laughs> uh, right, then uh, Paul Yates stopped by to say hi. Um, a lady named Sarah came to tell us how much she enjoyed the show and how we made her laugh. Oh, that's good. Uh, and then James Richardson. Ah, yes. Uh, who goes by Jamfeb on the forum. He was a frequent visitor to our table, and he, he is the one with whom I uh, made the uh, international uh, culinary exchange of uh, a Hershey's cookies and cream bar and a can of birch beer. For a haggis, and a microwavable haggis, I believe. Uh, well, it can be microwaved. But okay, I, don't... I think it's, it's recommended that you use an actual oven. But uh, ah, okay, it's, it's just not the way I roll when it comes to the preparation of food. <laughs> I do have an oven. I didn't I, know there was a way you roll. About that. Well, I've lived in my apartment for seven years, and I don't think I've ever really used the oven for anything. Oh, okay. The stove top once or twice, but I don't think the oven. So I may end up nuking the haggis after all. Uh, Dave Williams's wife Ange recommended five minutes. Okay. So I may just take Andrew's advice. So James uh, was there several times during the weekend, you know, just to chat and exchange pleasantries. And just to remind me so much, because he, the first, I think the first time I saw him at, at the convention a few years ago, he cosplayed as John Constantine. And I just I just keep remembering him as that. And quite frankly, he pulled it off. He went to a trench coat and everything. And he obviously sort of, in my mind, looks visually like him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's why he chose to do that. Yeah, apparently the character means quite a bit to him. Yeah. He was wearing a Constantine T-shirt most of the time he was at the con. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in addition to the haggis and the urn brew, which is the Scottish, it's like Scottish Coca-Cola, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a sort of orange flavor, I've been told. Okay. I'll find out for sure when I drink the candy he gave me. Uh, he also made me a present of some uh, uh, miniature Glaswegian glossary here, a little, uh, a short list oh, of uh, that's right. the Scottish lingo. Like, for example, um, bahuke is another word for one's hindquarters. Sheeliwally means sickly looking. Gleeket is a blank look, uh, which is exactly what I was giving him while he was reading most of these things to me. <laughs> and, and my personal favorite, druth, which means um, the sort of uh, extreme thirst one experiences the morning after a full night of drinking. <laughs> yeah, or as Dave Wachter put it today, just extreme dehydration. <laughs> All very useful little things. So thank you very much for sharing those with me, James. And he wanted me to give a special shout-out to his friend Brian Beck who was unable to attend the convention, but who sends his oh, goodwill. Oh, yes. I, I, do I sound familiar that I might actually met him before, if I'm not mistaken? It's possible. I'm sorry, my mind is just wandering, but it does, that does sound familiar, that name, yes. Uh, then um, a fellow named Frank and a couple of his friends uh, stopped Mates. by. 
I love that. I was thank you. I was going <laughs> oh, to sorry. was going to say that, but it's been a long day for me too. Okay. Yeah. So Frank and his mates came by, and uh, one, one of them was uh, a sports fan. Well, no, no, he, well, he's a fan of sport, and uh, he doesn't know much of anything about comics. And Frank was trying to well, demonstrate to him why it's a hobby worth caring about. And so we just had a quick talk, and uh, they <laughs> they badmouthed Haggis a little bit, and. <laughs> <laughs> and continued on their way. But thank you for stopping by, Hank. I hope you convinced your friends that uh, comics are cool, in fact. Then the entire Williams family came along. Dave Williams, who used to post as Gargoyle on the forums. Uh, he used to also host the Waiting for the Trade uh, podcast. His wife, Ange, was with him and their son, Lucas. And so they spent the whole weekend at the show. And you know, today was, uh, the Sunday was British Mother's Day. So. Yes. And I mentioned before, of course, the Ides of March. Beware them. Yes. Yeah. But Ange got some nice presents. You know, she was perfectly happy to spend her Mother's Day at the convention. She showed me this beautiful Mark Buckingham piece of art that she'd had done for her. Alice in Wonderland. That's what I thought. Alice in Wonderland. Beautiful. It was beautiful. You know, I'm a Carol fan myself, so I'm oh, that's right. kind of jealous <laughs> of Ange's acquisition there. So good on you, Dave, for, for uh, you know, treating Ange right for Mother's Day weekend. Uh, Tim Meekins stopped by, and uh, he thanked us specifically for the part that we, Comic Geek Speak, have played in just getting this convention together in the first place. So, well, you're, you're welcome, Tim. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, probably our most frequent visitor of the weekend, uh, a fellow named Stuart. Um, I, I never did get his last name, but he, when I first met him, he was dressed as Bane from, uh, oh, yes. from The Last of the Christopher. I give you permission to talk to me. <laughs> I, I, I was, every time I saw him, because... When I first saw him, he came up to me in his bane from the, the movie. Right, right, the, the third of the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, Dark and Night he Rises. introduced himself, and I was like, oh, okay. And, he, and then when he took his mask off, I was like, oh, okay, that's better. Because he, he said it was you know hurting him, and of course I would always joke, I give you permission to die. You know, just as, as funny as I can be in a foreign land. <laughs> to me. Yes, and then he laughed quite a bit, I'm sure. Yes. It's an easy laugh, as Stuart. What was the, the, the legion he was with? Uh, Iconic Legion. Iconic Legion. Yes, the yes. name of his costuming club, his That's costume correct. society. That's correct. They had a rather large table up at the, yes, uh, yes, they did. the far end of the convention center. And, and he was Bane for m- much of the weekend. Yes. He says he's working on a uh, Michael Keaton Batman costume. Wow. Just to make, keep the memory of that uh, interpretation of Batman alive. I thought he was rather good for the Bane in his physical size, I'm, Michael Keaton certainly is a little shorter guy and not quite as stout as the word I guess I'm looking for. Uh, okay. But hey, you know, who, who am I to judge? No, it's, it's the magic of filmmaking. That's you know, correct. The cameras made him look taller than That's he correct. was. That's so correct. We'll just <laughs> pretend that there are cameras on Stuart. Okay. <laughs> right, and Stuart came by many times, actually, during the weekend. We had some extended conversations, and I, I thank you, Stuart, for, for, your com- for your company. And then Luke Emery, Luke 52 on the forums. 52. Yes, he, he, he stopped by and gave us uh, some packets of uh, crisps uh, to enjoy. Yeah, I'm going to try the T-Bone steak ones tomorrow on the way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Luke tells me that uh, he has uh, business travels to Columbus, Ohio fairly often. So, really? So he knows a few things about our country, and he, I guess he listens to our podcast as he travels. Yes. Oh, I, I did not know that. So thank you, Luke. It was very nice to meet you, regular forum participant there. Um, a gentleman named Alex and another named David. We'll stop by briefly. And the ever-energetic Paul Stevens. Yes, yes. Paul Stevens, again, long-time listener. Uh, and he's been, I think, quite tickled, as I found out many people have, that I've uh, been turned on to Doctor Who these last weeks and talked about it all on the show. And everyone's, especially over here in the UK, been very, very encouraging in that and just wanting to help out. So... Uh, actually, before the convention even started, I was walking. This is like Saturday morning. I don't mean like eight o'clock. I'm walking outside the lobby. He spots me, and he I actually was carrying a chair. I think, or a, no, I'm sorry, a table. And he goes, "Hey, I got some of your pants." I said, "I'll catch me later." And he donated to uh, to us uh, a copy of Doctor Who: The Legend. It's a hardcover, forty years of time travel by BBC Books and Justin Richards which is a hefty tome, as I love saying. And he actually signed it inside here. It says, Two Pants and the CGS Gang. Thanks for all your shows, and like Doctor Who, you are legends. Best Paul Stevens. Asterisk here. Keep this in the studio so Shane can have a look. Yes, yes, we will. But, Paul, thank you very much. Very detailed. It goes, like, episode by episode uh, from the beginning. Pictures, quotes, behind-the-scenes information. Obviously, this was published before the, the start of Doctor Who, which actually is almost 
its 10-year anniversary very soon mm. when it was relaunched in 2005. So lots of happening. Uh, so, again, thank you very much, Paul, for, uh, for giving, giving, giving this to us. All right. I will see to it that your stipulation is honored and that <laughs> Shane actually does get a chance to look at this book. Yeah, look, see, there it is, Shane. <laughs> now you never see it again. That's right. Yes, and Paul had his son Kit along with him to act as a uh, uh, well, uh, photographer, I suppose, <laughs> sort of chronicling all of his, uh, his father's good times mm-hmm. in the con. And uh, today, actually Sunday, Paul stopped back with Kit in tow and uh, asked me a few uh, Muddle the Merd questions. Also. Oh, yeah? But he did not successfully muddle me because oh. the independent question he asked happened to involve uh, Herbie Popnecker, Herbie the Fat Fury. Huh? You've never heard of Herbie? Oh, this is the one that we talked about before, like the, the Golden Age uh, uh, Harvey comics? Uh, well, no, it was ACG. ACG, yeah. okay. Yeah, Richard Hughes' uh, American Comics Group, which was okay. active in the Silver Age. But weren't they recently reprinted in a clutch by Dark Horse? Yes. Th- okay, yes. now I know. Three volumes of Herbie stuff. Okay, now yep. I know what you're talking it's about. It's this, this little rotund little bespectacled kid who just kind of wanders That's around right. and has adventures and uh, gets powers from magic lollipops. <laughs> He's one of my favorite indie characters uh-huh. ever. So, sorry, Paul, you just went in the wrong direction there, but <laughs> thanks for trying uh, then Brendan Pickett, uh, whom uh, I met, so we all met back in 2012, our first trip here, and uh, he's uh, he, he produced a, a special audio um, sort of a house mix of, of CGS clips uh, a couple of years ago. It was called "This Will All Be Edited In," yes, which I have always enjoyed very much. He had his uh, friend uh, Mo Sana, who is from Portugal. Yes, and, uh, the two of them are working together on a book called Nada, which. Uh, Perhaps we will hear more about it at some later time. But uh, Brendan was uh, around for much of the weekend. He was at the art auction last night. He came with us uh, to the, the Fox, to the pub, and uh, hung out with us. So thank you, Brendan. It was very nice to see you again. Uh, then uh, a, a fellow named Jeff, who I believe is uh, Brian Deemer's uh, comics trading partner. Yes. Who gives him the digital copies. Yes. So Jeff came to say hello. Um, a very nice couple, from originally from South Africa, now living in Scotland. Their names were Ryan and Helen. And I had a nice long talk with them on both Saturday and on Sunday. Um, they were we talked about uh, how they were finding Scotland, and uh, I recommended a good cider for them to try when they vacation in the United States, which is coming up soon. They're going to go on a cruise. Wow! Yeah. Last night they went out to see Phantom of the Opera in London, so they're Jeez. having a full weekend here, yeah. comic convention, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. So thanks for talking to us, uh, Ryan and Helen. Hope you had a good time. Uh, then I caught up with a couple of folks that uh, I met in 2012 also. Um, they were just attendees at the first London Super Comic Convention, but now they are exhibitors. As, uh, their names are Matt Barnett and Jack Kirby. Yes. Yes, really. Yes. Just, he, had to, well, he, he had to call himself Jack R.B. Kirby on the front cover of their, of their self-published book, just to yeah. avoid some confusion. Uh, I suggested he might want to take uh, Jake Kurtzenberg as an alias because that's, <laughs> there you that, that's go. available. <laughs> so they have a, an all-ages book out called Alien in the Outfield, which is about uh, uh, an American Little League team that adopts an escaped alien child on the run from the FBI, and he becomes a member of their team and their star player. <laughs> so that's it's, it's a fun little book, but it's it's amusing just to just to watch two British guys attempting to make reference to American Little League baseball. <laughs> I can imagine some of the terminology is a little bit off. I, I promise to give them some guidance in that regard. But it was just good to see Matt and Jack. And yes, and uh, to meet their new friend, their booth babe Maria. Very careful that she taught me the proper pronunciation of her name. Okay. So good on you, Matt and Jack. And uh, then, um, okay, I don't, I don't even remember meeting these folks, but uh, <laughs> you wrote their names down. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, the man's name was Mo, and he had his wife with him, so Mo and wife were there. And uh, then uh, a man named Kieran, uh, who was also in attendance at the art auction last night. Okay. He was our last visitor on Saturday. And then I can flip the sheet over to today, Sunday, day two. Um, before the con had quite opened, we got a visit from Chris Geary, um, yes. who, uh, who came to say hi and uh, to drop off uh, some, a very generous gift of um, a complete slip-cased four-volume edition of something he's done called International Aces, wrote and drawn. It's uh, a war comic uh, set in World War One, and uh, each story in it uh, follows the uh, adventures of a particular aerialist from a different country. So we had a Canadian pilot, an American, a Swede, a uh, New Zealander, uh, Australian, and so on. So this is going to go directly to Chris Everly when we get home. 
Thank you for that, Chris. Okay. A young man named Lee stopped by, uh, who said that uh, we were instrumental in getting him back into comics. So oh, wow, that's it's always amazing when something like that happens. It happens. It's happened more than once, and. I, 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 like right now, I don't know what to say when someone says that. that that's, that's amazing to hear yeah. people say that. I don't know if we should be saying thank you for allowing us to get you back into comics. Or, or like, welcome aboard. Just, yeah, we're happy to be instrumental in the yeah. re-recruiting some people back Certainly. to our favorite hobby. So, yes. so thank you for listening, Lee. We're happy to have done that for you. Um, oh, and then another Paul, the, the third Paul to come by <laughs> our, the booth this uh, this weekend, uh, stopped to say hi and uh, compliment us on the podcast. And he had his uh, young son, William, with him, who had just bought a stack of uh, what appeared to be Justice League Europe comics. Oh, that's right. He was the one who was dressed as the Golden as, Age Flash. Yeah, he was Jay, Jay Garrick. Garrick. That's correct. I called him Jay Allen. I, just, I, still, I had a 1990 brain fart <laughs> when, when Jay was Barry Allen's older brother in the Wesley Allen ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it Jay, John Wesley ship? John Wesley ship. There we go. The Flash TV show from 1990. Yes. But anyway, uh, but yes, he was supposed to be Jay Garrick, and he was the recipient of a Jay Garrick sketch card at our panel. Yes, he was at our panel, and we ha- we happened to have a Jesus Marino sketch card of Jay Garrick, so I made sure I got that for him. It was very nice of you, Brian. That was easy to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep, it, was, it was his idea, folks. Uh, then an Adam, not this Adam, but yes. a different Adam came by, and he came bearing gifts. Yes, he did. Actually sent us an email before the con, which I'm sorry, sorry I didn't get to, but uh, I think he's got something for each of us, or most, most of us he mm-hmm. got gifts for. Well, I'll tell you well, what, he what left he, it to us to d- divide uh, these things among ourselves. So we don't have to give it to him, do we? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have to. This will all be edited out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he gave me a couple of Doctor Who items. One of them was a paperback of the Doctor Who, of Doctor Who the Television Companion. The official BBC guide to every TV story. So this is one of those again, season by season, paperback, pictures, uh, notes, trivia. It's like oh, now this one is not going to the studio. It's actually coming with me. It's mine, 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 all about me. And he also gave me a, a copy of the Marvel Doctor Who comic issue two, which is good because I actually have issue one and didn't get anything further than that. So, of course, Dave Gibbons' uh, artwork there. It's the thrilling conclusion to Star Beast. So, thank you very much. Oh, wow, they, wow, they look on the back here. That's a Five Doctors picture yeah, there. Oh, that's awesome. It's by Dave Cockrum. Yeah. yeah and and they, like Frank Giacola is the anchor. Yeah, so we got, uh, yeah, the first four Doctors plus Peter Cushing. Right, because when this was published, I don't, well, I have to look if, if uh, they had um, going over to Peter Davison yet, but. I didn't even look at it. Turn it off. Pants. Thank God you look at the other side of these things. <laughs> That's awesome. I would have pointed it out if you hadn't. Yeah. Uh, so, again, thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. What did he get for you? Oh, uh, well, there was a pile of uh, single-issue comics. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, he, he had brought along a couple issues of Dragon's Claws. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is a Marvel UK publication. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the character Death's Head made his first appearance there. Uh, and also some issues of the Red and Stimpy Show comic. <laughs> Including my favorite issue of that series. Um, I, I forget the issue number, but it involves a giant monster named Goo Gum. Kind of a, a riff <laughs> on the old uh, Marvel Atlas Silver Age monsters. Mm-hmm. And also a couple of issues of World's Finest. I yes. think he intended those for Brian, but uh, they're going to go to the rest of us. Because I don't, I don't think Brian reads World's Finest. But one of those issues has a uh, pullout, an insert, one of those special promotional inserts that DC used to do in the 80s all the time to promote upcoming series of Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command, from the, the, the 80s toy property. And so, Shane, there you, I'm going to give that to you when we get home, because <laughs> I know that's... It's, but, see, he won't listen to this stuff. He'll never know. <laughs> He'll know, because I'll give it to him. Oh. <laughs> So, there you have it. Thank you very much, Adam, for your generous contributions to us. Uh, then uh, a chap named Simon, whom we met at the pub last night, he's uh, a friend of, of, Eamon, of Dr. Right. Eamon Clark's <laughs> That's of right. Caliban, and he uh, was uh, semi-inebriated uh, last <laughs> night and, and was talking a lot about Modesty Blaze. <laughs> Okay. Well, I I had to depart because I was. Uh, oh, that's sorry. true. You didn't know that. So yeah, he 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 took Pants's seat at our table <laughs> when Pants left. But he's a friend of Eamon's, and he's into 2000 AD. And uh, Modesty Blaze is apparently a British uh, action newspaper strip character. I'd, I've heard of her, but uh, didn't know much more about her than her name. And Simon told me a lot 
more about her. Okay. I haven't really asked him to tell, but he, he stopped by then today <laughs> to say hello. Um, uh, then uh, a man named David came. Um, he, uh, he thanked us for being uh, you know, his comic reading friends on the Internet. He said he, he came to the con by himself because uh, none of his mates really could be bothered to come along. Um, and he said that he bought a uh, Prince William and Kate uh, comic <laughs> as a Mother's Day present for his mom. Oh, that's nice. So I'm glad you had a good time, David. Thanks for stopping to talk. And uh, very close to the end, uh, Clem stopped yes. by. Yes. I'd met Clem before at the show, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was my first time meeting Clem. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, was all flushed with excitement over his recent engagement to his uh, lady friend, Sam. They were down in Rome, and he proposed to her there. So yes. congratulations to Clem and Sam. Yes. And uh, one last thing. This happened after the convention was officially closed, and we all had been pressed into service, breaking down tables and chairs and such. Um, a fellow who had been at the, con- at the auction last night and uh, had been bidding actively, uh, he all but uh, ran me down and tackled me as I was walking by. <laughs> he saw my uh, Comic Geek Speak t-shirt with my name on it. Right, that, right. He, he chugged after me and said that he, he would like to he, – he said that he would really like to be mentioned on our recording. Oh. So, uh, so he, uh, his name was uh, Kanik. And uh, he he was at the auction, and he, he did bid on a few things. So thank you for being there, and thank you for participation, uh, Kanik. Wonderful. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about the London Convention. Uh, we're happy to, to come over and help out, and hopefully something bigger and better next year. Um, hopefully everybody who attended had a good time. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode talking about it. It makes you want to come to the convention or go to any convention in your area. Um yeah, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Again, I wish I could stay longer and do more things in Europe because uh, it's an opportunity when you're over here to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else yeah, to say. You keep coming every year. You know, one of these years you will find the time. Yeah. Well, next year, like I said, I, I should get it. If I'm still working where I'm working right now and I'm there again next year, I get an extra year of vacation. An extra week of vacation. Wow, that's generous. Boy, I wish I had an extra year. Oh, my God. If I had a year off and got paid for oh, things <laughs> i do. But anyway, an extra week of vacation, so maybe I'll try to spend more time in Europe next year. I hope you do, Ryan. All right. Well, that'll, unless there's anything else I might have missed, that'll wrap it up for us. No, it's an entire weekend worth of activity. I'm sure some things happen that would have waited to mention. But yes. can't pack them all in here, especially with our brains... Uh, slowly <laughs> short-circuiting. All right. Well, then if that's it, we will finally wrap this up and maybe head down to the, the bar to see some of the other folks from the convention. Of course, I will just sit there and be quiet but because <laughs> I don't drink. And also, I'm very, very tired. All right. Thank you for listening and arrive home safely. <laughs> <laughs>